Anybody had Nick Cannon down <laughs> for, for for getting Mariah Carey. I know a sure shit Mariah Carey didn't. <laughs> <laughs> God oh, damn. Man. But uh but yeah, let's let's get into this before we start talking about Timmy Turner and uh, how funny Cosmo and Wanda. <laughs> By the way, go back as an adult and rewatch Fairly Odd Parents. It's on Paramount. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> No, it's still funny as fuck to this day. Now those jokes are really hitting. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every now and then, I'm like, oh, damn, you said that? <laughs> oh, man, that's like every episode. You know what? This intro works just because we're, we're about to pick up on some unfortunate events. Yeah, started on a good note. Mm, but I cool. mean, it's only unfortunate for a few people. <laughs> just a few people involved. No biggie. So why don't you go ahead and bring us into, what is this, the umpteenth episode? This is episode 13, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you guys for hanging in there. Thank you for, like, sending messages and showing love. For real. We would have quit on this a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're so <laughs> down for this show. Also, no, but for real, y'all's support is absolutely amazing. Like, it's so impressive. And it keeps growing, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. Um. Well, real quick, I want to give a shout out to our first subscriber. By the way, <laughs> we y'all we have a subscriber, <laughs> the Mister Somebody. <laughs> you, I'll let decided you to give us money. <laughs> That's you. You happen to know the subscriber. I'm gonna let you. You know, I the... <laughs> do, and I was not ready for it. I was not anticipating for it. Um, I'm gonna keep him blank for now, just in case. I don't want to throw his personal ah, business out yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, I'll find out on the low key if he wants. Like, we definitely got to do something for our first subscriber, though. Like. We have to do something, either with or for. Do then, something big. Wait, y'all. Him, her, he. <laughs> <laughs> Pronoun of choice. I, I guess we could finally say, y'all, if you if you like what we're doing, if you feel like you like what we're doing, subscribe. Send us five dollars. <laughs> no, five dollars. It's five dollars a month. Um, it, to support local nerds who need your help, and um. I will say this, and I think, Ken Dog, you agree with me, right? We are never, ever going to paywall any content. Oh, no, just the important stuff. Come on. YouTube 101. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh. No, no, we're not. No. <laughs> no. We'll ne- we, we will never charge for our show. Um, because, like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel right. Um, uh, your support means the world. But if you do feel like sending us $5 a month, you can feel free to. Uh, we will definitely appreciate you guys. And we will kind of work with 
the community to see how how they want things to be done in return for that i don't mean we're going to change the show based on money we're not fucking sellouts but like if it's shout outs at the beginning or end of the episode you know we'll figure something out to we'll we'll make it we'll make it worth your while yeah or you know maybe fucking if it's an exorbitant amount of money you're paying a month we'll have you on for an episode or something but uh that's gonna be a (laughs) that's gonna be rare (laughs) i'm gonna tell you right now (laughs) because i don't think any other humans but us could handle the way we do these episodes (laughs) it'll be fun to bring people in also y'all um i do get questions about how y'all can help y'all don't have to subscribe that's us joking um, really, if you just want to share and download, that will make a huge difference for us. So share with yes. the with the nerds in your life, download it to your phone if you have that beautiful Sunday drive coming up. But those definitely help the most right now. Also, Brandon, we're so close to 400 plays. So fucking close. And to help us out on that, if you do, to go with what Ken Dog said, we are officially now on Apple. We're on Google Podcasts, Amazon spotify and anchor so there are five different places right now where you can refer to people to come and uh have a good time personally i would always choose spotify just because that is the easiest for numbers for us to track from what i can tell from the other places their numbers are like paywalled to us (laughs) so So we'll never know (laughs) so we'll never know that's why we only use spotify statistics um but yeah, if somebody is like dead set for some reason to be like, no, I only listen to Apple fucking bullshit, even though I doubt that gauging from <laughs> what I see, we have a very large Android audience. <laughs> We'd love you, Android audience. <laughs> yeah, Android audience, you the real you the real MVPs. But um, I do also have to say, uh, you know, we're in three countries now, two more on the way. But unfortunately, according to the numbers of all time numbers we now again have more males than females listening to us and that makes me sad ladies where you at what happened <laughs> come what back. happened you had him for a week <laughs> don't let the men win don't let the patriarchy win <laughs> it's funny as fuck though because it's a 50 percent male 44 percent female uh 44 female five percent non-specified and uh just just Come on over. Just send it to five female friends just so that way the girls win. <laughs> like, like, let the girls win one. Um, Come on, yeah, ladies. I just thought that was fucking funny. Like, the week that we made a big deal about it, and we were so like, damn, we have more girls than. Like, the next week, they're like, no, fuck you. <laughs> the dudes came out in presence. <laughs> the guys that were playing, we're not gonna take it. <laughs> Every time I think of that, I think of an Alvin, Alvin and the Chipmunks, where they start saying that. And um, they're like, we are literally right now taking it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all, real quick, since we've been talking about all this Hubba hubba Baloo and whatnot, welcome back to another episode of You, Me, and Lore. I'm the most handsome co-host, Kenny Gomez, a.k.a. Ken Dog, and then we have the analytics guru himself, the head coach of the Atlas Gym, Brandino. What's going on, baby? Numbers aren't hard. Unless you're in front of people, <laughs> <laughs> then they get That's, spooky. <laughs> is that the is that the gym saying we want the kids to take? 
what am I trying to tell kids? I'm not trying to talk to kids, especially in gyms. <laughs> like, oh, that's God. a recipe to get end up on a list, my guy. I ain't doing any of that. I meant, I meant it as a, as a dog. I don't know what you meant. I don't want to know. No, nope. I'm not getting anywhere near this. You stay, you stay over there, 500 yards away from fucking schools. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not joining you on the best friend crusade to end up on a list. <laughs> And like that, ladies and gentlemen, we're kicking off the episode. Brandon. Yes, we are. Where did we leave off with? Where did we actually leave off with the kids? <laughs> so, man, so the kids are fucked up. Um, So John is kind of, everybody right now is kind of recuperating, right? So all the kids, they are post-process. Uh, and they are kind of starting to come to grips with their new, I don't want to say superpowers, but the essentially superpowers, right? John, the story is currently going to focus on, and hint, hint, the most of the fucking rest of the story is going to focus on John. Um, John is having a little bit of a uh, uh, an expo. I won't say an expose. What would you say? Um, John is... He John doesn't realize he's doing a demonstration of what the augmentation has done to the kids, mm-hmm. because uh, as as just to recap, he stepped into the Atlas's gym. It has different gravity settings and whatnot, and he's starting to realize that the weights feel different. Like they feel lighter, or they they're moving slower than normal. And and mind you, some of the, some of his accomplishments are he did the leg machine. At maximum weight, but it was still too light for him. And he was on the high. And then he, um, after he did the leg machine, he went to the high G side of the the gym, and that's when things started to feel normal. <laughs> um, and then my favorite is he pulled the pin out of the the benching machine, drops it, does calculus in his head in like 45, 45 inths of a second or whatever the measurement of a second before a second, and is like, I'm bad at math. just full-on calculus and thinks he's bad at math so i mean i'm just saying john's bad at math i'm bad at math we've never been in the same room at the same time i'm just throwing it out there things to think about but yes that's where we left him and i know we're gonna pick up with him again but let me kind of give the broad scope where everything else is um halsey currently is moving into her office in a uh in castle base while taking care of her newborn daughter, uh, Miranda. And then we also have um, the UEG is still fighting the insurrectionists. That is still happening. Um, the big thing, uh, the big push right now is for Iridanus 2. Uh, just because Iridanus 2, Iridanus 2 is like one of those set anchor planets where we're going to keep coming back to it so we might talk more about it in an episode and give a quick 30 minute bonus episode just about your because a lot of important people come from it and it is an important planet that's happening meanwhile we have fucking ombre actual sergeant johnson he's floating off in space somewhere both fucked and getting <laughs> fucked <laughs> still banging the oni agent <laughs> Uh, currently have aliens on my favorite planet, and that's not cool because they're classing it. And uh, yeah, that pretty much brings us up to speed. What references are we using? Are we, I think we're using Halo Fall of Reach, Halo First Strike. We are. I, uh, nope, we're not using the Cold Protocol. Halo Evolutions, just in general. Dirt is one of them. Fall of Reach, Fall of Reach, the animated se- series, 
and then Halo 5 Guardians. Just for the two things we're going to talk about. <laughs> Look at you jumping ahead. <laughs> Man. But yeah, with that, I know this is your favorite scene of all time. So why don't you go ahead, pick up with John, and then I will come in when uh, when they start getting some, some certain news. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Well, as y'all remembered, before John could uh, continue... Malarkey. Check... <laughs> Malarkey. I, was, I wasn't done talking yet. I'm sorry, you go. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> I felt the gas prices go up when you said that. <laughs> All right, but y'all... So as John was testing out his new superpowers, four gentlemen walked into the gym. And they were orbital drop shock troopers. These are the best of the best, the baddest of the bad. In the UNSC. What you thought. And the four particular gentlemen that showed up are from the infamous 105th, also known as the Hell Jumpers. So essentially, what happens is, you know, John tries to. Can you prove that? What's up? Have they actually jumped into hell? Can they prove that verifiably? Yeah, they jumped into to Chicago. Because <laughs> I've done a lot of Google foo. <laughs> I'll take it back. You win. I'll shut up. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> they jumped into the Lyric. <laughs> the Lyric Theory and Theater. That's what they survived. <laughs> Watch us get banned from the city of Chicago. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, it's, it's funny because all of our Illinois listeners are in Chicago. <laughs> A hundred percent of them. <laughs> well, that's how we build our fan base. Everybody wants to get out. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> sorry, these guys are the baddest of the bad, right? Well, essentially the biggest guy happens to go to the bench machine that John pulled the pin from. And when he lifts it up, let's just say things kind of mess up and plates go everywhere. Now... Brandon, we know the kids don't necessarily have the best social skills. Um, if you were in a situation where a giant man is a little perturbed at why his weight machine fell apart on him, would you A, admit to what you did, B, keep working out, or C, walk out of the room? Um, am I John or am I just in general? Uh, just in general. What what, what What's the Brandon... Oh man! So here's the thing: I don't, I don't do confrontation at gyms because I'm always <laughs> the smallest one at a gym. So I would have to leave. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Well, I know my place, and it ain't there. <laughs> my man's like, oh, I don't do enough reps here to <laughs> to, to run up on somebody. Yeah, I'm not committed to this one place. I can go pick things up anywhere. <laughs> so John decided to own up to it, and he was like, "Hey, man." There was my fault and my apologies. Well, they were not in the mood for apologies, right? So the four, the four odious T's, they, uh, they move and they surround John and <laughs> they politely told him, why does he take that pin and shove it or better yet, Rude. someone should make you eat it. So when the, when the four odious T soldiers surround John, he hesitates, right? but not because he's like hesitating. Cause like, Oh snap, there's four guys around me. He's hesitating because he doesn't know where these guys fall into. 
he knows that they're servicemen in, in the UNSC, but like they're supposed to be friendly, but they're not friendly. So like he's trying to figure out in his like code of ranking how to go about it. Well, needless to say, two guys grab John by the biceps. One tries to get behind him and slip his blade, slip their arm around his neck. Well, John gets out of it, right? So what he does is he hunches his shoulders and then he tucks his like his chin into his chest so he can't get choked out. And then he takes, he whips his right elbow over the guy, the hand of the of one of the guys that's holding him, and he pins it to the guy's side, and then he punches the next dude and breaks his nose. Well, that escalated. Man, and here they were. Here these four dudes were just wanting to fucking just put their hands all over a 15-year-old boy. Like, you can't do anything anymore. Not in this America. But, <laughs> but so check it out, right? So just like the pin, when the guys reacted, their reactions were so slow. So after that, John gets out of the, the, the headlock. Um, he breaks free. And then all of a sudden, dude, there's a there's a giant yell from a, from the other side of the gym. And you hear a stand down, right? Who do you think it is, Brandon? Oh, it has to be Mendez coming in to slap some ass. <laughs> Wrong. It is the sergeant oh, of no. the ODSTs, baby. No shit. Where's fucking Mendez when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the sergeant walks in, right? And <laughs> this, it's funny because John takes note of this guy and he's like, you know, the difference between Mendez is like Mendez is he's in shape. He looks good. He commands respect. Like Mendez looks like he belongs in the UNSC. <laughs> Sean's like, oh, John, excuse me. John is like. This man's stomach is over his belt. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the one of the ODSTs, they try to explain the situation. The sergeant ain't having any of it. Like, yo, I didn't ask for any questions. So the sergeant then takes a moment. He looks at his, he looks at his troops. Then he looks at John and he's like, all right, since, since y'all want to throw hands, Get in the boxing ring. So John jumps in the ring, getting ready. <laughs> I love how John just either doesn't doesn't give a fuck or doesn't know he should give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like that's the most appealing part of this because <laughs> like this is all new to him. Like he doesn't understand. He just knows some superior told him to get in a boxing ring. Like pretty, he, pretty he's not much. thinking of any further. And meanwhile, these dudes are like in a fight for pride. <laughs> <You know? laughs> My man thinks it's a mission. <laughs> And they're like, yo, we gotta let this kid upstage us. The biggest guy, he's the first one in the ring with John, right? Even tells, yeah, and he even tells John, they're like, I'm gonna rip you up to pieces, right? With boxing gloves on? Oh no, I don't, I don't think these were gloves. I'm pretty sure this is like bare knuckle. What fucking okay? Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't remember in like when I was listening to the book. I don't remember them ever mentioning gloves. So, how old is John here? Oh, he's 14. This is a 14-year-old boy that's about so to put in the work. all of these dudes 
all of these dudes are just completely let's just say john wasn't super enhanced fucking demigod right all of these dudes are just cool with fucking beating up a 14 year old like how are yeah. you gonna go what are you gonna, how are you gonna go home and fuck your wife yeah, I beat the shit out of a fourteen-year-old today. Kicked his ass real good, honey. Yeah, like how do you go home to your wife <laughs> after that? <laughs> well, he's a mutant kid, so he doesn't count, Brandon. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little political commentary. No. <laughs> you notice how I shut up and took a drink instead. <laughs> so. um Alright, so biggest dude comes in the ring and he's already telling John, yo, I'm about to mess you up. So John gets in position, yo, and then he he hops off his back foot. This man launches and shifts his entire body into one punch. One punch, dude. He smashes into the dude's chin. And then he, uh, he he smashes into his chin with his right, and then he follows up with his left, and he catches him in the jaw. When the guy's hands came up, then John stepped in, pinned one of his arms to his chest, and then hooked him um, and followed through with a hook to his ribs and broke them. Good, fuck that guy. So as the guy uh, staggers back, John uh, takes his uh, he takes a step back, and then he brings his heel down on the dude's knee. And he's got three. Then he lands three more punches on the guy. And then (laughs) John realizes he stops moving because the guy's arms and legs are in all unnatural angles. So John super killed this man with his bare hands. Yep. Now the taxpayers are going to have to fix it. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks, John. (laughs) But wait. It gets better because now the three other guys are jumping in, right? And one of them, the guy with the the guy whose nose he broke, he's coming in with an iron bar. So, and like and his superior is just like, <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, pretty much. He's just, I'm, we're just gonna see what happens. Objection denied. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny. Hearsay, hearsay, your <laughs> objection, objection. <laughs> It's funny how you were talking about earlier how John doesn't pick up on things. It's funny yeah. after he murders this man and the three guys jump in, John doesn't, he's like, yo, I, you know what? I don't need to think about this too much more often. These three guys are unhappy with me and they want to kill me. <laughs> so he's like, he's already in a I don't know mode. what I did. I just know they're super mad. <laughs> so Jesus fucking Christ. So this is wild, right? So... When the three guys jump in the ring, John already in his head is like, yo, I got to take them all out before they they surround me. So the guy whose nose he broke takes the iron bar and he swings it toward John's ribs, right? John hits him with the sidestep, grabs the dude's hands, and um, he clamps it to the bar. And then he twists the bar, breaking the dude's wrist. Jesus Christ. So then, and as he's breaking the guy's wrist, he does a sidekick toward the second guy that's coming in and he catches him in the groin and he kicked this man so hard, he crushed the soft organs and, um, in his pelvis and broke his pelvis. He ain't fucking. And then as he, as he wraps up the sidekick, he takes the bar that he just used to break the guy's wrist 
and whips it around and catches the third guy in the neck. He hit him so hard that he went flying over the ropes. Just fuck him in particular, I guess. And then that's when Petty, excuse me, Chief Petty Officer Mendez walks in and tells him at ease. <laughs> so John actually, at that point, he drops the bar. He's like, oh, this bar is falling slow in time, just like everything else. Are, so we can officially say if the ODST is not dead, they are unconscious. <laughs> and if they are unconscious, they are most likely disabled. So here's the thing. What kind of NPC mentality do you need to have where, like, I just sat there with a broken nose. I just saw this kid fucking fuck up three of us, broke my nose. And then saw him beat the shit out of the biggest and baddest out of us and broke every bone in his fucking body. And I'm just going to jump in. No, fuck that. I ain't fucking with that guy. I'm, I am out. Like, like NPC mentality is wild. Oh, dude, that's nothing. We're not done with, we're not even done yet with the story. <laughs> oh, man. Because that's when the, because remember, we still got Stomach Sergeant. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Stomachy. <laughs> So apparently his jaw has dropped, yo. This man is like, <gasps> and he's like, Mendes. He's like, he's looking at John, like, what are you? He's like, yo, is he one of them? Is he's one of those kids, isn't he? And Mendez looks at him and he's like, calmly, because you know, nothing bothers Mendez in this world. He lets him know medics are on the way. And he's like, there are two. Intel officers waiting for you in ops and they'll debrief you. <laughs> and he said, I suggest you report to them immediately. They said, yo, the sergeant ran out of the gym. And then before he ran out of the gym, he looked, he took a look back at John and then he ran faster. As he fucking should. Maybe if he did that more often, he wouldn't look like me. And the last thing I do want to touch on is like the important note because Mendez and John have a chat and, and John's trying to figure out like, you know, hey, were those guys part of the mission? Were they targets? Were they teammates? And then Mendez is like, man, you engaged and neutralized the threat. And John's kind of looking at him like, dog, like I follow the chain of command. <laughs> so like that, like what you're telling me does nothing for me. Like I need to know specifically what I what I need to anticipate. So John learns an important lesson right here. This is when Mendez kind of lowers his voice to John and he tells him, listen, not every mission has simple objectives or comes to a logical conclusion. Your priorities are to follow the orders in your chain of command and then to preserve your life and the lives of your team. Is that clear? Sir, John said, yes, sir. And then John hit the showers to wash the blood of the ODSTs off of him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Such a great scene. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Anything you want to add? Gangster, man. No, I, I ain't got shit to add to that. That's a pretty, pretty self-contained story, that is. I don't think anything really follows up with any of them, story-wise, like lore-wise. I'm pretty sure like that's kind of the end of it. 
No, we can talk about when um when they got back to reach and um Halsey kind of pops in and she's like Mendez, what's been going on? <laughs> oh. No, I meant I meant them in particular. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah, no. At this point it's all about the kids. Yeah. Speaking of the kids. Ooh. They're about ready to do some shit. Finally. <laughs> they're getting all closer. All this lead up, all of this exposition. <laughs> it's... So before we do that, I need to educate the audience about a dude. Educate them. All right. So there's this dude, right? And a story. Anyway, nah. So before we go on to the next part of the story, I'm going to keep it brief. I'm not going to give like one of our hour long bios that we're accustomed to. I'm going to keep this one pretty short. Ooh. I do have to talk about a guy by the name of Colonel Robert Watts. Yo, real quick. I do want to, mm-hmm. I do want to stop. I do want to make a retcon in the early part of like the podcast. I said that we murked this man. Um, we did not. I, we did not. I do remember saying that and I want to apologize um, I was incorrect. I don't know why I said that, but I said it, and I'm here to say I was wrong. All right, Brandon, the floor is yours. Very man of you. I try, I try, I try, pimping. You know, I try. <laughs> um, so, homeboy was born on Mars in uh, 2455. He grew up though on the Epsilon uh, Iridani system. He eventually, at the age of 18, listened to the UNSC Marine Corps, where he did um, a lot of frontline bullshit against the insurrection movement, right? Because you remember in our previous episodes, those were that was about the time when shit was really hitting the fan with the insurrectionists and like shit was really getting wild. He was on the front for all that. So, come the 2480s, though, he... Um, started kind of like getting that why am I here mentality, which is the whole the whole thing that you want to prevent in a soldier is him to ask, why am I here? <laughs> um, but he starts doing the whole why am I here and quickly realizes that like he's on the wrong side. You know, it kind of goes back to how in the pre-show we were talking about morality and all that shit. Um so it hits him here and he's like, oh, I'm on the wrong side. And then he just dead ass goes, man, fuck the UEG and just bails. <laughs> he just fucking bounces. He's, he's the Halo's uh, Benedict Arnold. I guess. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, now, obviously, this dude has been kicking rebel ass for years. So when he finally gets back and like get some ins with the rebels and shit he very very quickly um becomes part of like becomes not just a part but also the uh the leader and the commander of the secessionist union um on iridanus 2 and that all happens by 2494 he's the leader of the secessionist unit on iridanus 2 and for those of you who don't remember iridanus 2 that's a little old planet where john is from also, that's where John likes to shovel, allegedly. <laughs> um, John is from there. His best friend is, um, is from there. Two characters that I for sure know we're going to talk about because one of them I fucking absolutely despise. Ooh. Um, yeah, she's from there. Um, but we'll get to her another day. <laughs> and then um, 
a guy that you and I both really, really enjoy. He's also from there, but we'll get there when we get to the Reach saga. Oh, dude, we're almost there. We're like right. We are so close. Right in well, we got We still got to get to part three of another little thing. <laughs> before we even get there. <laughs> One thing at a time. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit to get through, right? We got to sift through all this shit and organize it. But the first thing that he started doing was he started like realizing that the freighters were the biggest part that he needs to target as like a quote unquote rebel because those in turn, if attacked would call in from aid from the United uh, Nations space command, i.e. the military force of earth. So by doing that, he could kind of get them roped in and then attack the bigger fish. He would attack small fish. So they would call for help the bigger fish and then kill the bigger fish. Very like 4d chest move. Right. But this all kind of came to backfire because you remember how we were talking about um, a little operation that good old Sergeant Avery Johnson was a part of by the name of Charlemagne? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, Charlemagne was initiated because of this fucking guy. <laughs> he was the main honcho that they were trying to get a hold of. He is the head of the snake that they need to cut. Dum, dum, dum. So, the reason why they wanted to do him is, or, yeah, do him in. <laughs> they wanted, guess, they, they were, did he get wined and dined before he got done it? <laughs> the way Johnson works, it, it could be anybody's fucking guess. But the reason they really wanted him down is because he was actively trying to unite different quote-unquote terrorist organizations into one big umbrella, right? Individually, they're all causing a lot of damage. But obviously, if you were able to get them all organized and actually, like, able to fight a war front, it, the Earth probably wouldn't stand a fucking chance, right? Because then it's one planet against hundreds. So they are his head honcho that they want to cut out because if anybody can do it, it's this suave motherfucker right here. He's the guy who would be able to do it. So is he like, uh, is he Chris Pratt and not Chris Pratt, Chris Pine in Star Trek? I have no idea. I don't watch Star Trek. Oh, wow. It's a tree, right? <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Trees like don't oak. fly. Trees don't fly spaceships. You can't prove that. I've seen Groot in a fucking ton of spaceships. <laughs> or was it when Thor was the pilot of the Enterprise or the captain of the Enterprise? Is that how good Yo, he I'm is? Just, I'm just saying right now, War, uh, fucking Love and Thunder is getting a lot of flack. I personally didn't like the uh, Jane Thor saga. Um, I do think it was well-written. I'll give it that. So everybody freaking out. Just chill. It's actually going to be really good. I do wish, though, they didn't do the Jane saga. Um, I wish they would have done the... Uh, what do they call them? Uh, gore? No, I'll get to Gore in a second. The When, when Thor joined the Guardians of the Galaxy in the, in the uh, comics, they had a name for him. It was no longer Guardians of the Galaxy. It was the... It's it's funny. I As Guardians of the Galaxy. As Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't remember his time with them. For some reason, I can only remember Tony Stark's time long. with them. He wasn't there long. It was just there to revivify the... Yeah, it's to give him, you know, a little love, give a little... Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, bringing in gore, I don't think anybody's ready to see that this is the patchwork needed to bring Venom into the Marvel Universe, but we'll get there. If they even <laughs> touch it, who knows? They have to. 
they I, literally have to. I, that's what Gore uses to kill the gods. Is the god of fucking. Um, bro, you ain't got to talk to me about Noel, but we'll see. They I, have to. Like, there's no other way. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Huge spoiler if you haven't seen the the newest Doctor Strange. Bro, they're gonna drop a Wonder Man show, but they killed Wanda. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like and I'm how, not. So there. And there goes the whole fucking No More Mutants, the most badass line in all of more Marvel history, just gone. <laughs> just yeah, bye-bye. yeah. I, we gotta we gotta talk about um, Multiverse of Madness. I, I have some um, some uh, that I didn't like. We'll do a, it. we'll do another we'll do another episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back to Watts. <laughs> back to Watts. <laughs> so now Oni, as we know, is very aware of these kids, right? And they are chomp, chomp, no, champing. It's champing at the bit, right? And everybody says chomping. Um, that's your people saying, so I can't confirm or deny that. I'm 90% sure that it's champing at the bit. Isn't it chomp? I'm, I could, I'm just going to be devil's advocate. It's chomping. Oh, there's two. There's champing at the bit and chomping at the bit. Which one is more powerful? <laughs> Well, everybody uses chomping, so I'm going to say champing, and I'll research if I'm wrong later. All right. I, I'll never touch it again and assume I'm right. Why? You, I'm you, <laughs> you're a goddamn hipster. That's what you are. <laughs> Oni is desperate to kind of remember how they made Gabe Halsey this big fancy office in the last episode, and uh, mm. kind of removed her from the equation with these kids. Yeah, they're the trying to. Why? Mm. Oh. Now the kids are just alone with Mendez. So they are quickly plotting a new operation. You and don't the whole say. Point of this operation is to get a hold of the one motherfucker who would be able to take down the Earth government, even though there is currently a fucking crisis happening on Harvest <laughs> with confirmed fucking aliens <laughs> glassing a planet. They're still like. Yeah, but this Watts guy. <laughs> Priorities, man. We could deal with you know humanity ending species later. Um, it's personal, so, <laughs> right? So they start to get into effect. Operation Talon, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cut us for break right now. Kind of get my notes together. Uh, Ken Dog, do you have anything before we go on break? Um, yeah, I do want to talk about uh, the kids' fun time in the mines before we talk about Operation oh, Talon. Proceed. <laughs> oh, man. But I'll be after the break. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned. Put your pants back on. Enjoy your drive to work. We'll be right back with you, me, and Lauren. Welcome back, y'all. Did you enjoy your break? It was work good. There was plenty of ads. Please <laughs> let there be ads. <laughs> there were five million ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy Brandon. Pay our bills. Pay our bills. <laughs> Yo, okay, so I know you want to jump into Operation Talon, but we got to talk about mind training. Yeah, that's kind of the whole setup. I, I missed it. <laughs> no man you were excited it's it's a dope little mission to go over 
Um, it is a little mission when you when you really <laughs> cut it, it. It really is not that big of a mission, but it's super important at the same time. Well, it's everything yeah. in this whole fuck. Everything to now has been like super minor and super important simultaneously. Yes, but this one is very very important. So y'all, um, we're gonna pick up in September. Oh, excuse me, not in September. Yeah, it's actually September twenty five twenty five. So. As you remember, the children, they had their two-day mandatory bed rest on the Atlas after their augmentations. And they've gone back to Reach to continue their training. Well, it just so happens on this fateful day, Halsey decides to stop by and check on the kids. Well, when Halsey arrives... She notices that the training area where the kids normally are is completely empty. And as she gets to her office and whatnot, Mendez kind of stumbles in on her and he's like, whoa, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, I wasn't expecting you for a little bit. (laughs) Mom, what are you doing home? Like, what? Well, she's like, hey, you know, I want to see the progress on the kids and all that. And he's like, well, go ahead and follow me because... Um, we need to go somewhere. And <laughs> she she hops in his warhog and she's like, okay, where are my where are my Spartans? What's going on? And he lets them know they're currently training in the mines. And she wants to know why her priceless, super expensive superhero children are training in the mines. Well, <laughs> since the kids have come back to reach with their augmentations. Um, Brandon, how many trainers do you think they've killed so far? <laughs> 12? I don't know. So, in their short time being back on reach, they've killed three trainers during <laughs> hand-to-hand combat training. Holy fuck, don't sign me up. That's <laughs> Don't put me on that detail. <laughs> so, oh man, that's nothing. That's nothing. So Mendez and so Mendez brings Halsey to this this abandoned mine on Reach. They get in and he he takes her into like this this uh this particular room. It's like high above in the mine and she sees that all the trainers they're they're surrounding a flag. They're like they have like a, a capture the flag set up in this mine. And not only are the trainers surrounding the flag, they're rocking Mark One power armor. Oh no! <laughs> and Halsey no. spazzes out. She spazzes. She she spazzes <laughs> out. She talks so much shit about the fucking Mark Ones in her diary, like so much shit. She hates the Mark Ones. Well, it gets better. Oh, it gets better, my friend. So immediately she's like, why the hell are these guys wearing Mark I power armor against children? And Mendez has to look this woman in the eye to be like, ma'am, he's like, the armor isn't to give them an edge. The armor is there to protect them. And <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's, and he's like, just watch. So... Mendez then speaks into the, the mic and he's like, you know, the, the mission commences. Oh, and I do want to say this. This mine facility captured the flag that they're training in is littered with sensors and cameras. 
So the game starts with Kelly moving so fast that the security sensor, that the targeting system on the Mark One armor and, and, and protecting the flag couldn't catch her. <laughs> and while the guards were distracted trying to catch Kelly, literally <laughs> one guard got, hold on, I wrote it up. One guard got aliened into the ceiling. Like he was just standing there and then boom, he was just pulled into the sky. <laughs> That's how I wrote, he got aliened into the ceiling. Okay. Perfect. Don't oh. ever rewrite it. <laughs> no, but it gets better. So this guy disappears into the sky, right? Not realizing, not only did he get like KIA for the mission, they used him as a counterweight to drop in. <laughs> And so, and, and the person that dropped in was John and another Spartan. And as they were dropping down, they even took out the cameras that were supposed to be watching them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and, Imagine being <laughs> just scared shit. Dude, and that's and that's the wild part about it. So like literally they're like lancing up like these guards into the sky. They're like punching through the Mark I power armor. And Mendez is commenting to Halsey. He's like, when we drop the kids into the mine. Oh, and by the way, I I, I didn't I didn't break down. The kids are cladded up in like black cloth, like ninjas. With like ropes and all these all these things, it's essentially like it's like the it's like the guards versus the hand, right? And Mendez is like, when we put the kids in the room, none of this cloth or rope was here. We don't know where they got it. (laughs) They have no idea where the kids got their resources from. And then when Mendez goes to like show, because like mind you, you know they set up all these sensors and cameras. Well, they set up like super secret cameras as well. And then when he goes to pull them up, he's like, God damn it. He's like, that's the third time they took him down. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, they're so proficient at what they're doing. Like they, they, they can't, they, the kids have anticipated them in everything. God. It's so fucking funny, dude. Like, I can just imagine one of the guards just, like, saying fuck this and running for their life. Like, these fucking ninja kids. Yo, for real, like, yo, the fact that, Power armor. (laughs) Dude, the fact that none of the equipment they're using was in the room to begin with is, like, how did y'all get it? (laughs) Where did this come from? Where did you get this? (laughs) Oh, also, to quote, they're saying that the kids' reaction times is at about 20 milliseconds. Oh damn! Oh, that's the so, best part. That and, that and on par. Like, what is a normal human? It's like two seconds. I think just about or longer. Um, but that's the, the that's the crazy part. Just to reiterate, the equipment that the kids were using were never were they were not there to begin with. But the thing was, Mendez was like, not only was the equipment not in the room. The kids never left the room to get it. So you said that their reaction time was how much? I think 20 milliseconds. Okay, so for reference, uh, 0.25 seconds is a is normal for visual stimulus, 0.17 for an audio, and 0.15 for touch stimulus for an average human. 
still way faster. <laughs> yeah. Way far more More quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, they they experienced a whole lifetime before we caught up to them. God damn, dude. And they're probably moving slow just because they feel bad at this point. Oh, and the icing on the cake for this whole training. Icing on the cake. They've only been there 24 hours. So they have been absolutely... (laughs) Just the nightmare of these men. <laughs> for, to, you say only 24 hours? I say they have not slept in 24 hours. They are so fucking terrified. Oh my god. That's wild, man. Like, just after the augmentations, like, these kids are on steroids. But Super now. steroids. <laughs> but, like you said, my man, that now leads us to the next thing, right? Um, clearly... Oni and the and the heads of you NSC, they know, hey, we got aliens we gotta deal with, right? However, to deal with the aliens, they were like, let's see what these kids are made of. So, like you said, they went after their biggest target. The mission is given to the kids on, on September 12th. So the mission, like you said, they're gonna break into the insurgent base um in the Aerodonosu asteroid belt. So at this time, the kids, so the, the they're expecting the kids to sneak onto this um this ship that resupplies the an- the asteroid that um Roberts that Watts is on. It's called Laden. So the kids are gonna need to infiltrate yes. the ship, stay aboard it all the way to their the, the target location, and then from there they're gonna have to extract Watts alive. And that's the hard part, right? Right. <laughs> that's the fun part. That's gotta... the real monkey wrench in the operation. That's the worst things you can say to somebody is like, and they have to be like, oh, shit, notebooks getting thrown across the ground. <laughs> People leaving the department putting in resignations. It's just, it's just a shitty time. But, right, so the biggest thing is now, John also gets his, his another promotion. So John becomes a petty officer third class. After the briefing, John has to put his team together. Now, every Spartan is expecting to go on this mission, man. Like, they thought they were going to full man squat it. Fuck no. And it, as much as as much I would say to John's displeasure and probably heartbreak, he knows he can't bring the whole cavalry for this mission. As much as this little fucking goddamn, this, <laughs> this psycho kid would love to just fuck everybody up. And they could. Oh they yeah, could take the whole asteroid by force if they wanted to. Uh, so, yeah, really, they could. Um, so, John's team will consist of Sam, Kelly, Fred, Linda, and then for all you, um, you numbers freaks, I'm talking about Samuel zero three four, Linda zero five eight, Frederick one zero four, and then Kelly zero eight seven. So this is the the original blue team. This is the fucking team. These are the homeboys we talked about from the get-go. This is the fucking all-star team of the Spartans. The original blue team. So the equipment. Oh, actually, before I jump to the equipment, um, the reason why um, John picked these specific people for the mission, Sam was the strongest out of all of them. Kelly was the fastest out of all of them. Fred. Fred was always second. He blended in well. 
And most importantly, he brought the explosives. <laughs> yeah. he, he's the sleeper staff. <laughs> and then, and lastly, Linda, she was the quietest slash she was the sniper. Um, some of the other equipment that the kids brought on the mission was um, they brought their black bodysuits. Um, if you watch the, anima- uh, the animated Halo Reach story, you'll get to see the suits. But normally these were the suits they used to wear in, in on Reach for their training and whatnot. Um, from there, they took the uh, they took the, the the assault rifles that I think you normally see in Halo. But these specific assault rifles, they're they're a, they're um, I want to say they're maybe a more lightweight or I, I'll say they're a more lightweight model. Definitely, that's more for what the kids needed for a stealth mission, right? Then from there, they brought combat knives. Linda, she brought a, um, a, a her snipper rifle, the uh, the one that you normally see in Halo. She brought that bad boy out. The old um, snip snap. The old snipper snap. And then just the mission worked like this, guys. Um, the kids were given a panic button, and they had a mission window of 13 hours to get it done. And Brandon, I believe it's time to talk about Operation Talon. So, a little something I want to bring up real quick, if you don't remember. Kelly was the one who fucked up that barber. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just a quick remembrance that Kelly don't play no shit. (laughs) And if I was right, she's the fastest one, right? Even before the augmentations. She was the fastest Spartan. That is correct. Okay. And then, I want to say, wasn't it Sam? Who was on the original pulley team? Where they learned the hard way. Where John learned the hard way. It was John, Sam, and uh, Kelly. I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just And another thing that I didn't know until I started doing deeper reading is, did you know that Sam was protective of John? Um... I didn't know it until, like, this week. I feel like I may have read it, but I didn't read too much into it just because, like, the kids were very protective of each other. Yeah, but, like, Sam, like, was super protective of John. Oh. Like, like, you don't talk to John. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, my man's like, yo, you got to have the right right credentials to holler at my boy. You check your fucking vibe (laughs) before you talk to my man. (laughs) Like, like... Um, one of the lines of Sam, when they were going through their original uh, training uh, before the augmentations and shit, when they first went up in the wilderness, you know, one of our favorite scenes ever, uh, Sam actually turned to John and said, don't worry, I won't let them do anything to you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and then John was like, I know, thanks. <laughs> Bromance. It's a beautiful um, bromance. So yeah, so they're bros. I just want to put that in there. But Sam is like super protective of John, and that will play a part in this because um, I didn't know that, and that kind of adds another level that I was unaware of. But to the operation, so dun, dun, Operation dun. Town on September fourteenth, twenty five twenty five, they took a ship by the unit by the name of the UNSC Pioneer, and they deployed the blue team to the Iridanus two space docks. Now. The space docks is where Ken Dog mentioned the sh- the laden, the laden, the the sexy, the, the sexy secret supp- resupply ship they're going to use to sneak into that sexy rebel android. I mean, so asteroid. <laughs> Not rebels android. also have paperwork. 
you can't just be a rebel. There's also paperwork involved. So sorry to bring that up. But in this particular instance, the Layden was actually getting, um, I want to say it was his engines. Yes, it was getting its engine recertified, basically saying that it was safe for flight. On the way back from its certification, it would be bringing in the cargo that the kids were working, looking for in their debrief to follow to Colonel Watts. So at about 12, 10 hours, so 10 minutes past midnight, or I'm sorry, 10 minutes past noon, um, the blue team infiltrated the the fighter there's only one dude guarding it so don't think it was anything ecstatic <laughs> particularly are you awesome saying this, there's not a, a, a an action movie shootout for them to get on this mm -hmm. boat the best way for me to talk about this operation is the tutorial level of a video game <laughs> <laughs> first mission yeah <laughs> yay first mission WASD to move um but so they slipped by the one dude, uh, and the way that they slipped by him is they just disguised themselves as part of the crew. Not even a huge disguise either. Like, they just pulled some ragtag shit out of it. Because bearing in mind, these kids are all wearing, like, pure black bodysuits. And these things go from, like, the top of their neck to their toes. Just flat black bodysuit, right? So they just throw some shit over it, walk by the dude, like right in front of him, just walk right by him. They're like, oh, sorry, you know, how's your day, Greg? You know, ah, oh, man, fuck, why are you yelling at me again? You know, literally just walk by him. It just proves the point if you carry a ladder somewhere and a pair of overalls, people will think you're meant to be there. But they walk through them, and then they immediately fucking ditch their shit and get on the ship itself. So the first thing they notice is that the water reservoir in uh, for the ship itself was completely vulnerable, meaning they could just like open the hatch to it, no security on it whatsoever. So what happened was they actually got fucking Sam to just kind of jury rig the sensor of it to make it seem like the sensor was full and it wouldn't fill with any more water. It's the equivalency of you know that little fucking bit in the back of your toilet that little fucking floater bit and it tells the toilet when to stop filling with water yeah that yeah that's actually yeah. really good yeah damn yeah yeah he literally just like holds that down and goes all right it's full <laughs> <laughs> um i can't pull reservoirs ready to go <laughs> yeah so these reservoir dogs see what i did there oh. and um oh um so they kind of realize they got a lot of time to spare. This was supposed to take a while <laughs> for them to figure, like, get to the ship, recon the ship, find the guards, map their fucking walking patterns, you know, like, do all this shit, and then get onto the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, They got there, like, a lot early. <laughs> like, way early. Not only did they find out that they got there super early, they found out that the water system in the ship goes pretty much fucking anywhere, so they have full access to the whole ass ship just moving through the water pipes. And since they're not filling with water anytime soon, they don't have to worry about drowning. <laughs> so they're literally <laughs> just like free reign to the whole ship wherever they want to go. Everything's hunky-dory. Does not matter. So they're, like, um, they're just floating around, getting the lay of the land on the ship, and calling it a day. 
Pretty much. Um, and because they're getting bored, because this is supposed to be like some high cool guy shit, this is the easiest thing that these kids have done yet. <laughs> like, so they're like kind of bored. Um, Kelly ends up. Was it Kelly? Hold on, it was either Kelly or it was. I think it, uh, it was yes. Kelly. Yeah. So Kelly finds out that the water. So not only do they have to not worry about like not drowning and having free reign of the ship, they also find out that there's just much enough water inside the tanks and just enough flares of the pipe that they don't even show up on the guards' heat sensors. Like they can just hang out right next to a guard. As long as they're in the pipe, they're cool. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta. You, you have to love the intelligence of these kids. Um, ship takes off. And they realize that they have 10 hours to spare. Like, they, there's nothing for them to do for 10 hours. So getting bored, Kelly goes and she accesses, you know, going through the ship, XYZ. I'll spare the exposition. But she goes and she finds out that she can just access the fucking cargo hold and then also get the manifest for all the cargo within that hold. Ooh, what did she find? What did she find? She found... A lot of things not of note, but one thing of note was um, three crates that are filled with Sweet William cigars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and uh, along with those cigar- uh, cigars are also champagne. Procyon champagne, which I don't know anything about Procyon, but apparently that's something that we need to know, so we'll dive into that later. Y'all, it's, uh, it's Santana DVX. You're like, I have no idea what this what? is. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun fact for anybody who listens to this episode. If you know what Santana DVX is, leave us a voice message. We'll, I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> Anywho, so knowing that these crates, you know, because the whole thing is heading to like basically an asteroid that's been made into a barracks, right? So these aren't things that you give the rank and file. These are obviously for the officers and shit. So she assumes that these crates are going to Colonel Watts. And they're like, fuck it. Let's just put a sensor in it. And uh, we'll follow that all the way to Watts. We won't have to look around. We can just follow the fucking sensor. Such a ballsy move, Cotton. (laughs) Ballsy move. Very childish way of looking at it. Um but it works out for him in the end. So, kind of. <laughs> Very loosely, I guess. Um, after they mark it with the uh, the nav marker transmitter, soon after they went back and they kind of just hung out in the, uh, in the fluid pod uh, inside the water reservoir. And when I say they hung out, I mean, like, literally fucking hung out. Like, they fucking put up some little hammocks. Like, this isn't like a small water reservoir this thing is like uh, the five of them have about four to five feet between them if they and they've set up hammocks inside of it (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice lull before the action yeah and like they're just like doodling on their fucking data pads you know just having a good old fucking time um eventually the ship does arrive and when it arrives they exfil the water tank and they move directly to the uh, the cargo port of the freighter. Mm-hmm. Once the cargo starts coming in and out, 
they just sneak off very they kind of wait for a lull in the transportation of shit and they sneak off of the ship itself uh and then they move to the far side of the docking bays right so now their goal is to get far away from the ship as physically fucking possible once they get far enough away that's a I swear to God, a fucking Wendigo just howled outside my window. What the fuck was that? Bro, first your child is howling and then there's a Wendigo. Do you Bro, have, do you have shells? Yeah, there this you go. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Something weird is happening here and I don't fucking like it. Yo, Very don't... spooked. I'm on edge right now. <laughs> don't turn this into a murder mystery podcast. <laughs> I took a headphone off, like so I could listen to the house. <laughs> my man, my like, man's like whole perception went to cinematic mode. <laughs> I'm under duress. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm actually pretty spooked. Um, oh I'm God, keeping that in, quiet. by the way. Just a random outburst. <laughs> Um, this is like fucking DD214 in the wasp. <laughs> shout um, outs to the boys. <laughs> shout outs to the boys. So they move to the far end of the of the bay, and then John's like, shh, follow me, I know a way. <laughs> right? So they follow John, and John leads them into the into a public shower. <laughs> John's like, it's quiet here. You gotta love it. Nobody can hear you scream. (laughs) But the real reason for bringing him in the public shower is because, um, one, it's quiet. Two, um, there's a lot of access to other clothing. Three, it's a great fallback point between the actual operation area as well as the exfil area. So it is a perfect place for them to fall back if they ever receive contact and it is an easily defendable area. There was a legitimate reason that he brought them there. And so all three of them decided that if shit goes wrong, these public showers are going to be where we go and worst case scenario have our fucking last stand. So is the is the code word to get in the showers don't drop the soap? It is just soap. It's just soap. Good to know. No, there's no code word. It's just <laughs> like, if you, if you see your friends getting fucked up, go to the shower. <laughs> um, so, they exit all of it, and they start going through the uh, the residential complex. As they're going through the residential complex, all, all of them are, like, keeping an eye on their data pads to see where exactly the cargo is. Cause bearing in mind, they have a general idea where it is, but they can't, they don't have direct eyes on. And that's when they finally do have eyes on making their way through the residential complex. And they realize all of the cargo that they were tracking is all being abort, uh, put onto a tram, Ooh. which, yeah. So it's basically like everybody knows what a fucking tram is. I don't have to describe a tram, right? <laughs> <laughs> a, tr- a tram and we're not talking about you know people of the night your mama <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh 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 no y'all it's just it's just a because everybody it's like be a, boarding imagine a subway <laughs> car but for cargo and stuff for transporting people yeah yeah you've seen a tram <laughs> oh dude i'm from i'm from the north yeah we're good I don't know what you mean by that. You know what I mean. I did not see a single tram when I was stationed in the south. (laughs) Bro, they still believe in horsepower down here. (laughs) So, 
Fair enough. Um, so they decided to discreetly, they kind of split up a little bit because they realized that a whole bunch of kids walking around with data pads and black suits is kind of fucking um, sus. Not, <laughs> so... not in 2022, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, they all split up and uh, they agreed to, you know, just kind of follow the tram and, you know, they'll meet back together. Well, later, worst case scenario, just go to hit the showers. So they spread out and they get through and they go through um, a 12 story building is where they end up like meeting up again. At that 12 story building, they realize that the tram is being unloaded there and all the cargo being moved inside the building. So they're like, well, shit, now we got to get inside this goddamn building, right? Hold on. I just want to stop you for a second. I love how in a rebel faction there's still high rises, and I'm pretty sure that shit was expensive to live in, even <laughs> even in the rebels. Well, that's the cool thing about the rebels, right? Is like they just took over all the shit that was already made. God damn it! You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like like when America fought the British, they didn't burn it all down and build new houses and shit. Fuck that! They kept their shit. <laughs> you burn it down. I want it made American, damn it. <laughs> But yeah, so they get here, and then once again, they find out that this building is more secure than the ship itself at the beginning, because this place has not only one, but two guards. (laughs) Whoa, I didn't know the budget for the protection here was so much. We are talking a 100% increase (laughs) in armored personnel, (laughs) sir. Um Fortunately, I guess, unfortunately for these two fucking morons, uh, the two dudes who are just standing around. Oh, they caught the business. They, yeah, John and Kelly just snuck up on him and just took him out simultaneously like they're fucking nothing. Like straight Sam Fisher, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> what was that mode in, in Splinter Cell called when you you were the, the agents against each other? God, such a good mode. Oh, dude, that was a good fucking mode. Nothing's been... Ed- I actually jumped into that like a few months back, and they still has a player base. I'm not surprised. I'm not, it was. It really- wasn't a huge, but I was finding games. It was the same people over and over again, but I was still in a game, you know? Nah, that's beautiful. Never forget what X-Play brought us with Special Agent Bob and Secret Agent Steve. Ooh, classic. <laughs> oh, I forgot classic. about that. I forgot about yeah, that. I never forget. I think about them every day. <laughs> That's actually a good way to describe this mission. If you've ever played Splinter Cell, it was, was it? It was Blacklist. It was, no, not Blacklist. No, um, Rogue Agent. No, not Rogue Agent. It was Rogue Agent. It was Agent. Chaos. It was it, uh, for Special Agent Bob and Secret Agent Steve. Was it Chaos Theory? It was Chaos Theory. Ah. Any so yeah, so we got lost. Two motherfuckers yeah. Out. yeah, we got lost. We, we started thinking about Splinter Cell. <laughs> Just read the books. We won't do it. Just read the fucking books. <laughs> There's not a lot of media on it. It's games and books. You can figure it out. Um, All right. So they take down the two, the the new expensive right. guard and the, and the and the other guard. Right, right. And one of them was two months away from retirement. I'm just kidding. I made <laughs> Every <that>. time. <laughs> um, but past these two guards, there are three more guards. But these three guards are the three guards who are moving a fucking... They're basically wheeling a dolly. <laughs> um, with the cargo that they're tracking. So they're not really too concerned about those three. They're fucking, they're fucking busy. Collateral so, damage. Yeah, they're not... They'll get to them when they get to them. Um... So, 
What they do worry about, though, is as they're kind of, like, keeping an eye on these three dudes moving shit, they accidentally enter a room, and inside of it is five rebels, which, now we're talking a little bit more about a threat. Step up. (laughs) We're getting there. (laughs) We're slowly getting there. Um, Once again, now, unfortunately, it does take all of them, Sam, Linda, Kelly, Fred, and fucking John, Um, and they splinter cell all all of them. (laughs) But then what's really funny about this little part about them taking out these five dudes is they just leave Fred (laughs) to hide all the bodies. They're like, Fred, you take care of this. We got shit to do. Yo, poor Fred. (laughs) Poor Fred. (laughs) So here's Fred just moving these bodies by himself (laughs) while everybody else is talking about like important shit. (laughs) He's just like, I want to be part of the group. You know what's a slap in the face? You easily could have asked Sam to do it with him being the strongest. He would have moved the bodies, but no. Right. <laughs> Friend nope. got the finger. Right. You're, you're always number two, so. <laughs> um, so, while Fred's moving bodies, the rest of the team decides that the absolute best way, because they notice that the tracker beacon is going up the building, so they need to go up the building as well. And the absolute best way to do it is to take the stairs. Because nobody anticipates a threat coming from the stairs. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how you know they're young kids. Because they have the energy to run upstairs. I'd risk it up the elevator. I'd be like, whatever God decides. <laughs> not even not even just upstairs. We're talking nine double-stacked flights of stairs. Which <sighs> is 18 <laughs> flights of fucking Bro, that's nothing to them. That's like a a brisk, that's a brisk walk (laughs) for these kids. It takes me five steps, five literal steps to get from my fucking desk to the kitchen, and I'm winded. (laughs) I hit the inhaler. (laughs) So they start going up these steps, right? And, I could, uh, I, your, I could hear your asthma getting worse right now as you keep mentioning <laughs> stairs. <laughs> You're about oh, to take a hit right now. I'm, I'm literally going to take a hit on the next break. <laughs> there, is no there, next was, break. <laughs> there was one episode where I did have to hit it. <laughs> I won't say which one, but we've had an episode where I was like... <sighs> oh, man. See, I'm always finding ways to almost kill my friends. This is great. <laughs> but partway up, because the cargo stops at the 12th floor. Uh, right so they realize that has to be where watts is because of course watts is going to get all the cool guy stuff he's going to get all the champagne he's going to get all the cigars but then they kind of have a thought that they should have had it earlier going wait the homeboy in charge of the insurrectionist movement of an entire planet isn't just going to be by himself he's going to have people with him (laughs) and they kind of stop on the stairs and they're like wait a minute (laughs) it can't be this easy (laughs) yeah hold on a minute (laughs) we can't just show up i mean we could just show up but like we can't just show up (laughs) we can't yeah they know they know what they're capable of and taking out an unknown amount of people is a lot of, of tall order right yeah, because there, yeah, there's no uh, there's no info on what's on that floor. Dum dum so, dum. So they exit on the ninth floor. They exit the fucking stairs and they move over to the elevator, right? Which is just funny because they took the stairs just to get in the elevator. But 
that don't take the elevator. Instead, they open the hatch at the top, and then they fucking take the, uh, they, like, climb the cords. They climb the fucking elevator cable to the 12th floor. Once they get to the 12th floor, a little fucking, a little quick plan is made, right? And what happens is Sam and John pry open the doors, and while everybody's like, what the fuck is happening with the elevator, Fred, Kelly, and Linda open fire on five dudes who are standing in front of fucking Watts' door. You know what that reminds me of? Oh, I'm sorry, not Watts' door. They're in front of the elevator. So they're literally just waiting in line to take the elevator. Like, just a little hallway in between rooms. You know what that yeah. reminds me of? You you remember that movie, Smoking Aces? Mm. That's essentially what just went movie. down. Yep. Also, yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Um. <laughs> We're going to be putting it. For like those of you mo- not on our Discord, come over to our Discord. Uh, where you will be putting the official YML watch list over there. Yo, for, yeah, dude, Smoking Aces has to be on there. It's such a it's it such falls a in the non Val Kilmer category. <laughs> the non Val Kilmer. <laughs> I forgot our categories: Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, non Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so for now a minute that it... there, I had to rack my brain and remember if he was in there or not. Because Val Kilmer just pops up in movies. You got to be careful, <laughs> bro. He's like the boogeyman. Anyway, so they they murk these five dudes. Okay, corral, just people going down. <laughs> yeah, just full Doc Holiday, wider, fucking <laughs> take them all out. So after they take them out, fortunately Fred isn't put on body duty again. Uh, he gets to go <laughs> with the team. <laughs> but they go over and they take the hallway, and uh, blue team took kind of a notice of a balcony that led to an empty alley at the side of the barracks which i know is a full sentence that you're asking what the fuck did you just say to me i know all those words individually but what do you mean with them put together in that order and what i mean is as they were running they were like "Ooh, a balcony balconies go to other balconies we'll take the balcony (laughs) so if you ever played hitman (laughs) yes you found a door open to a balcony you took a balcony However, they then realized that that would be stupid because there's absolutely no way to know if all the balconies go to other balconies. (laughs) But once again, they realized the balcony could be useful in another way if they remember where it was. Hint, hint, wink, wink, footstop. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. Continue. (laughs) Yeah, Chekhov's gun. So they proceed to head through the hallway and they just end up in in front of Watts' apartment. Right? They kick in the door. John specifically kicked in the door, and uh, Colonel Colonel Watts immediately dived, <laughs> like like Max Payne style dive <laughs> behind the crates of uh, filled with his cigars and champagne. <laughs> yeah, what do you think John yelled as he kicked in the door? <laughs> uh, what? Oh, hold on. There is a <laughs> who ordered the whoop ass fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> one more time for the kids at home <laughs> who ordered the whoop ass fajitas <laughs> I have I, there's no comment I can make that can top that it's from Boondock Saints <laughs> have you not watched Boondock Saints I have I watched even the sequel <laughs> I just don't I got I haven't watched it in so long 
It's time for Man, a refresher. You need to rewatch it if yeah. you don't remember who ordered the whoop ass fajitas. <laughs> Clearly, Watson is boys. Because if I ever ever make a restaurant, whoop ass fajitas, <laughs> and you will be required. My wait staff will be required to say who ordered the whoop ass fajitas, <laughs> even if there's one dude there, <laughs> or else your meal is free. <laughs> Yo. What about the children, Wayner? What about the, what if they start swearing? <laughs> that's not on me. That's on you for bringing your kids to my establishment. You know what I'm about. I'm a very public figure. <laughs> I don't mean public as in well known. I mean public as in it's easy to dig up dirt on me. All my skeletons are behind a fucking closet door, but the door is like left way open all the time. Y'all give us a couple months, they'll be behind a paywall. <laughs> um so he dives behind uh the cargo right the three dudes who were moving the cargo remember those three um they're like the fuck and immediately start shooting on the dudes who kicked open a door right Ooh, all right so, so now they, they they just said they about to break a, they they're about to break a foot in john's ass is what what's about to go down so John just learned a hard lesson because <laughs> that's the story of John, right? <laughs> Learning hard lessons. John just learned that when you kick open a door and there are men behind it who want to kill you, there's no more door between you and these men and they can just shoot you. <laughs> so are you, John, are you saying he's not like standing in an open doorway, <laughs> gets shot three fucking times. Yo, <laughs> John could be a rapper. John could have been a rapper. <laughs> um, he tried. To his credit, he did try to dive out of the way. But, like, John, for being very quick, is still not quicker than bullets. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? It's like Indiana Jones, yo. <laughs> Um, fortunately, all three rounds hit him, hit him in the side. He, don't worry, John's not going to die. If he dies, this would have been the shortest podcast. Yo, if you, if you played Halo, there was more than likely a med pack right next to him. But if you're the we'll later Halo... We'll if get to that. That's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and if, or you played the later Halos, you just got to stand behind a wall and wait for the shield to recharge. It's fine. He's fine. The only reason I know about what's going to happen is thanks to, um... Nathan Fillion. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a very obscure reference. (laughs) But I remember that scene. Um, Lay it down. So, (laughs) he gets shot three times in the side. um, But John, not one... It's very unclear about what his intention is after being just shot. there's two different references. One is that he is, you know, so stoked up on adrenaline, like that he's actually on a mission and that he doesn't like pay attention to his wounds. Another part is saying that like, Oh, it's because he wanted to ensure the safety of his friends that he got back up. Another one is because, you know, he's a superhuman. <laughs> like, Take it what you will. I'm just saying, once again, this is a conflicting data point. All three of them are good points, and it might be a little all. But John immediately returns fire, and he kills one of the three guards. Like, immediately gone, right? So shot, shot back, done, right? Um, 
Oh, Meanwhile, real quick, the just yes. you, you just to add to what you said when he shot the guy. By the way, it was a headshot. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad for getting shot three times. And meanwhile, shout out to Fred. Fred got a kill. Fred is now a fucking on K. He is now KD positive as well. <laughs> Part of, there's always that one guy on the squad, yo. Always the one. <laughs> um, and Sam gets another one. So Sam, Fred, and John are all KD positive right now. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, because I know we have some non gamers, KD positive. It's a K. It's a kill death ratio. So if somebody's KD positive, that means they've killed more than they've died. That's it, right? If you hear your boyfriend fucking walk into a dark room and says he's going to bed for the night, <laughs> he's going to level out his KD score. <laughs> Talk to him. He, he, he ruined his ratio. He'll never rank up now. He'll never go MLG. <laughs> um. Now Watts realizing that he's completely and utterly fucked. He <laughs> he takes out a pistol. And he has the fucking audacity to order the Spartans to drop their weapons or else. To which all of the kids think, or else what? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing you could do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you going to do? He doesn't realize if Watts was smart, he would have held the gun to his head, right? Because they need him alive. And anybody. Anybody who's that smart would have realized, like, oh, they need to take me in alive because there has to be a whole... They have to make me out to a dog and pony show for the other terrorist organizations. They need to have a trial. They need to put my face up. They need to put it in the fucking magazines. They need to make it into a dog and pony show. But he's dumb, right? Colonel Watts ain't smart. Oh, (laughs) clearly. Yeah. Clearly, because you're right. Somebody would have noticed, like, yo, they just murdered all the guys in this room except me. It's that NPC mentality, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you gotta. If you're ever writing a story, always be wary of NPC mentality. But what happens is, mm-hmm. Watts orders them to take their shit, <laughs> drop their guns because he has reinforcements arriving. Right, which all this happened in like seconds. So who knows if he's lying or telling the truth? All we know for sure is that it didn't fucking matter. Um, Fred and Sam immediately just start fucking blasting at fucking Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you, you know what strategy Deja taught them? <laughs> that's the fucking, uh, that's the Danny DeVito strategy. So I just started blasting. <laughs> um, who's the guy on, um, it's like, uh, it's like Fig in, uh, in Archer suppressing fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so they start shooting the shit out of him. Meanwhile, John fucking jumps through, like, kind of jumps near the cargo that he's ducking behind of. But like, the whole point was to force him into cover, right? For John to make his move forward. John makes his move forward, and then when he does it, he immediately snaps Watts's fucking trigger finger and then chokes him out. Doesn't kill him, but he chokes him out. Yo, I still want to go just say these are a bunch of 14-year-olds, <laughs> by oh. the way. <laughs> I couldn't fight a 14-year-old. <laughs> like, not even a super enhanced one. They're too they're too spry. <laughs> it's, it's a goddamn spider monkey. <laughs> oh 
but yeah, they do that, and then fucking Kelly being this, um, being Kelly injects him with um, oh fuck me, Polly pseudomorphine. Ooh, sexy. Mmm, yeah. words yeah. are pseudomorphine, <laughs> also known as Polly Sue. <laughs> so she injects him with Polly Sue, and just let it be a note that she doesn't inject him with a little bit. She just says, "Fuck it, I think this whole syringe is supposed to go here." <laughs> <laughs> They put him out, yo. My man, they my man took a quaalude. <laughs> it wasn't enough to knock him out for a full day. Like my dude's, he's super night night, right? <laughs> my man caught that Sandman punch, yo. Um. So what they did was they then moved like, okay, so we got the dude. Now, now what? <laughs> How do we get him out? <laughs> so they're like. They took quickly looked over at the cargo crates, and they're like, "That'll work." <laughs> they did as hitman to this guy and threw him in the cargo crates. <laughs> I just think of the the uh, seven. What's in the box? <laughs> mm-hmm. Another great fucking movie that goes into the non. Oh, Val Kilmer. Man, on episode three hundred, we're gonna have these in jokes, and people are gonna be like, "What the fuck are they talking?" Why is Val Kilmer not in this movie? <laughs> Why does it matter John Val Kilmer's not here? Um John then starts to uh like realize like, oh, I've been shot. I'm gonna die with my boots on. <laughs> oh, the adrenaline stopped pumping, huh? <laughs> um so he now for those listeners who have never played a Halo game, specifically I think the only game they're brought up in is ODST, right? Mm-hmm. ODST technically you can count Combat Evolved technically. Technically, but yeah. it doesn't show its usage. It's just kind of there. Yeah, but ODST is definitely the one. Yeah. So what we're talking about is biofoam, which is short for biomedical foam. Uh, I have to do this. I, I don't know why. This is what I get paid to do. Um, <laughs> so basically. Imagine if anybody's ever used any kind of foam from like Home Depot or anything to like seal things. It's the same exact thing. It's a small little tube that when you like actually like put it into a wound and you squeeze it, it fills up that fucking void, right? And it's not just any normal foam. (laughs) The Spartans aren't just going to Home Depot to stock up on this shit. It's medically fucking done. Um, it has, it's antimicrobial and it does have some tissue regenerative, uh, regenerative polymer. So it helps kind of like both seal the wound, cleanse the wound, as well as like jumpstarts the body and healing the wound all in one bit. So it's super fucking useful. Bro, this is better than, um, va- Vicks Vapor Rub. Cause that's what, that's the Spanish people equivalent to biofoam. <laughs> His big yes. paper so. Yes. Um, so while fucking John's like, God damn it, of course I'd be the one shot. Of course John doesn't say that out loud, nor does For he think I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just being me about it. But um while he's kinda of taking care of his wounds, Sam spots incoming vehicles because leave it to Sam to ruin everybody's fucking day, right? <laughs> one job, uh, Sam. One job. <laughs> Sam does his job all the time really well. I don't know why I'm going to pick on Sam, but I am. Um, So what happens is they notice the incoming vehicles. They assume that obviously they're there because there was just a fucking shootout. (laughs) 
<laughs> like so people are going to be aware um so they repel down the balcony they go back to the balcony they saw on the opposing side they repel down on the side of it uh and they heft uh colonel watson air in the airtight crate on the way while there they then make their way back to the docking bay they return back to the showers Bearing in mind, like, this is totally chill. Like, yeah, they're, like, people going, what the fuck, you know, whatever. But we're not worried about them. Uh, they return to the showers, and then John orders Sam to set C-12 shape charges on the docking bay doors. While he's uh, telling uh, Sam, which, to Sam's credit, Sam just does it. He's like the Samwise Gam- Gamzee and fucking john is frodo <laughs> like, like sam just does like okay frodo and then like does things right such a progressive movie <laughs> <laughs> i hate you um while he's doing that um john i'm sorry i lost my spot while he's doing that john <laughs> you got me all fucked up in my notes john activates his panic button and send and like throws the panic button inside one of the empty lockers this panic button was one given to him at the beginning of the mission and what it does is it transmits the location of eridanus secundus i.e the fucking bullshit with all the fucking rebels on it to the unsc so right now the the unsc has a basically a homing beacon on this moving object that has the rebel threat on it which as you can tell would be super fucking useful you can just say asteroid. They're they're on an asteroid. It's just, man, I don't know. I don't know why I avoided it. I was thinking it too the whole time. I was like, no, I want to talk about it the super long way. That makes that's why people listen to me. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Um. Then remember way back when when these little shits were dropped off on a wilderness, Ken Dog. Ah, uh, yes. Where no man was left behind, and Fajar got punched rocks. in the face. Yeah, fucking, they were punching people in the face, throwing rocks at people, and then they, remember that little part, how did it end? How did that story end? Yeah, man, they flew off in a, well, excuse me, they didn't fly off, Deja turned on the autopilot. Well, that's only because she had to, right? Like, mm-hmm. the kids full-heartedly were just here to fucking ghost ride the whip. <laughs> <laughs> ghost ride the whip, ghost ride the but. So they take that training from, and um, they just dead ass steal another shit. <laughs> I love how things same come models, back. Same everything. <laughs> like you got to give it to the writers, man. Like they're fucking everything there is for a purpose, right? So they dead ass steal another pelican. No Deja to help them this time. But you want to know what? They didn't need a Deja. They ran it on hope streams and a completed mission. <laughs> they stole the shit out of that pelican. While they were flying away, Sam detonated the C-12 fucking explosives. So, basically, when he did that, all the docking bays decompressed. Ooh, Because that's... now there was no seal, right? The seal between space and non-space is now no more. <laughs> so, now it's just space. Y'all, the best way to sum it up, you would have rather died from the explosion than from a decompressed docking bay. I don't have an exact number. The only number anything ever gives me is the word numerous. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people that died. <laughs> um, mostly dock workers. 
And uh, <laughs> Yo, it's always the working class that catches the business in right. Halo. It's if you're at your job, you're that's like the most unsafe place to be at in Halo. <laughs> never work the docks ever. <laughs> the docks or are mining safe. or my apparently, especially with a fucking rope that isn't rope. <laughs> Just the fact anybody can get their hands on nuclear material, you know, <laughs> no big deal. But yeah, man, they fucking load up Colonel Watson and the Pelican. They fucking fly off into the fucking blue. And then two hours later, they reach their extraction point. And that is the first Spartan operation. Dum, dum, dum. Damn, we did it, baby. It took me a little longer to get me through that than I thought it was going to. Oh, sorry. We we got the kids there, and that's what's important. We brought our kids to school. There we go. So, y'all, the Spartans had their first official combat mission. But it will not, not the be last. their last. Nah, I beat you to the trope. I'm going to fight you in the streets. I do want to say, so next episode, we are going to cut it here, right? Only fair. Only fair. We're going to leave you guys here. On the next episode, we're going to go in through the aftermath of this mission, Halsey's reaction to it, as well as Oni's. We're going to go into kind of, a, I think, are we talking about Mjolnir next episode, right? Well, we got to talk about the Uber ride from hell, and then we'll get into Mjolnir. Yes. All right. So Mjolnir may or may not be next episode. We do have to talk about the Uber ride from hell. Oh, I'm excited, <laughs> yo, because that's it's one hell of a ride and one hell of a, oh, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, we gotta go through the Uber ride of hell. We'll probably get to Mjolnir. I'll, I'll take Mjolnir and you want to take the Uber ride to hell? Oh yeah, man. I love it. Cause I, I, hell, I mean, I do want to talk about the, um, y'all, we get to talk about a little ceremony cause, uh, mm-hmm. it's officially graduation, graduation on the next mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. We got a lot. We still got a little bit of exposition to get through. Oh, exposition. We are almost done with exposition. (laughs) (laughs) One day. We're almost a straightforward storytelling. I will tell you this, though. There was a catchy little children's rhyme created from this mission that I do want to say because I'll forget by next episode. Oh, let's hear it. So mothers used to sing this to their children once, you know, years, 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 years later after all this was said and done, right? Because nobody knew this happened until way later. Because, you know, everything's under wrap and key. I just think it's neat. To quote Marge Simpson. <laughs> like, I just think it's neat. Um, don't be spoiled. Don't start a fight. Always be careful here at night. Because the Spartans might come in suits half a ton. And they'll steal from you all you got. Just like they did from Colonel Watts. <laughs> oh! <laughs> talk about a send-off, yo. <laughs> But yeah, so once again, we do have to thank our supporters so far, which i.e. everybody who listens to this podcast at all. Um, Furthermore, please feel free to recommend us to anybody and everybody. Worst case scenario, they aren't aren't sold by the Zootopia joke, which if you're not sold by the Zootopia joke, you you just don't have a sense of humor. I just don't know what to tell you. Um, (laughs) it's our best yeah, work. Are, that is our best episode yet. Is the first episode in my mind. I don't know if it's just because like 
it was the truest form. I don't know what it is, but the first episode is just beautiful to me every time I listen to it. Um, I do have to give another shout out. We do have one subscriber who feels that he needs to pay us every month and I'm not going to turn that down. So thank you very much. It does mean the world to me. We just made our first dollar on this venture. Ken dog. Can you believe that shit? Well, I know what I'm doing now for the rest of my life. <laughs> I said, mama, mama, I made it. <laughs> but no, for real, we're, we're, we're joking, but for real, um, knowing that you support us enough to actually give us some of your hard earned money is mind blowing. Cause Ken dog, I think what are we entertainers? Would that be how you call us? <laughs> I, I I think that's I think that's the word, man. We're officially we're officially entertainers now, mm. courtesy of the subscriber. It's courtesy of the subscriber. So again, thank you. I will be hitting you up because I know who you are. It tells me who you are. <laughs> so. We got your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> I've already run four background checks. A little do you know you are now employed for my Ponzi scheme. Um, but no, I will be hitting you up to see if there's anything we can do for you because being our first subscriber, I do feel we need to do something hen dog for him. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, figure out him. To we'll do. figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure something it out. out. Uh, once again, be sure to check out, um, our boys DD214 on YouTube. We will also be moving over to YouTube very, very soon. Be on the lookout for that. We have some MP4s in the works. So we don't know if we're going to do... We're not doing like videos of us doing this shit because honestly, it's boring to watch us. We just drink and hit vapes. You don't want to see it anyway. <laughs> we might uh, start like putting in images from the uh, from the books on there or something. We're kind of working out the legal details and what we can get away with. Yeah, we're trying to figure out art and copyright. Yeah. So bear with it's, us, <laughs> especially on YouTube where it's just a fucking hellhole to navigate. Um, oh, but that would that would clarify some things for people. So be on, definitely yes. be on the lookout for that. God, it would be so easy. I want to do it, and we are working on it. Um, another thing we are working on, we do have a special coming, and I'd say in about two months, coming to our YouTube channel that I am working on diligently, and I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, a little solo project. Man, it is. It's fun, man. You got to find yourself one. <laughs> like it's fun i'm super excited about it Um, nobody else that i've googled has ever done anything like it so like this is going to be a one one time thing it's going to be about three or four episodes long i gave away too much already oh my god i gotta (laughs) i gotta see how high you're setting the bar before i decide to do whatever the hell i'm gonna do (laughs) man i'm i'm telling you right now like there's scripting there's like excel there's there's a lot going into this so even if it's not like quote unquote fucking like super popular it's still super cool to me, and I think it's something that needs to be addressed. And I'll leave it at that. I think you'll be surprised by the by the, the feedback you get. Maybe because it is different than what you and I normally do. It is very so. For those of you who are looking forward to that, know that it is different than our normal content. It's more of an expose than anything else. And I'll kind of leave it at that until we're ready to announce when it's airing. It's more serious. The more serious. <laughs> All right, man. Send these nice people home. All right. Ken Dog, any last words before I send these people back to the door? Remember to tip your waiters and waitresses. But most importantly, tip us. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just, just kidding. Once again, <laughs> thanks for coming out and listening to us. Just you guys listening is more than enough thanks that we need. But be sure to tune into us next week for the next episode of You, Me, and Lore, where we talk a little bit more about the Spartans, the results of the mission, Dr. Halsey having a little baby drama, as well as the uber from hell (laughs) (laughs) on next week's episode of halo on you me and lore thanks for coming out y'all see ya Thanks for listening everyone be sure to subscribe to us on spotify to stay up to date on all things lore also check us out on facebook to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next you me and lore is an original podcast written and produced by brandon wayner and kenny gomez sound and editing by kenny gomez and brandon wayner intro composed and played by achilles Amadasit. transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs, both of which can be found at Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit us at the You, Me, and Lore Facebook page or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail.com. Catch you next episode.